you're up bright and early. Yes, well, thought I'd make a start on the day. Any post was there, perchance? Sandwiches? No, 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 post, as in, you know, letters? Letters? Yes. No. Oh. What's the matter? Wait a minute. I've just remembered. It's your birthday. Oh, well, I wasn't going to say anything, but since you mentioned it... Oh, I'm sorry. And I haven't even got a card. I forgot all about it. Oh, fine. Now go and get dressed and I'll get your breakfast. Hmm. No, I think it's probably going to be a stay in your jammies kind of day. Oh, hello, everyone. Well, yes, as you probably heard, it's my birthday today. I'm 35 years old and... Obviously, with things being the way they are at the moment, any plans I might have had for it, you know, having a clip show or a weird dream or something, have rather gone out the window. Still, it would have been nice to see at least one friend today. I suppose ideally it would have to have been someone who isn't human, you know, to minimise the risk, but also someone who really embodies the spirit of the number 35. Oh, but where in the Jerry Anderson universe could I possibly find someone like that? <laughs> 035, reporting for birthday duties, sir. 35? How... Oh, how absolutely wonderful to see you again. Oh, and you, sir. But what are you doing here? Well, I thought since you're partly responsible for me existing in the first place, it would be frightfully bad form to miss your 35th May Day. Oh, you didn't have any other plans, did you? Oh, no, no, I... Oh, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hug you, if that's all right. Of course. <laughs> and if I had arms, I would hug you back. Oh. Oh. Sorry, it's just, well, I haven't seen you in about three years. Not since the last series of the Terrorhawks audio plays and that very sad ending when it looked like Mary Falconer had been killed. Oh, that was ages ago. Then you don't know what happened afterwards. No, no idea. We never heard any more after that. Oh, 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 my goodness. Oh, so... All that was just the start of it. Because, you see, Mary, I, I mean, uh, Captain Faulkner, she wasn't really dead. You're kidding. I'm not. Honest. Of course, all of us thought she was dead and it was terribly sad. But in fact, she was actually transmatted out to safety. But then that turned out to be a trap within a trap. Because then, oh, and this is the real twist, you'll never guess who the dastardly mastermind behind the whole entire scheme was. You're going to have to tell me. None other than, oh, Cripes, it's giving me the chills just thinking about it. It was time. You know, 35, as much as I'd love to carry on chatting about old times, and we absolutely will once we've finished recording here. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, we probably should get on and make this week's selection on the randomizer. The who on the what? Oh, yes, Zero was telling me about this. Well, let's give it a whirl. How'd you do that without even touching it? Utronic wireless connection, of course. Well, she's a computer. I'm basically a computer. She? The randomizers are she? Well, of course. All the best computers are these days, you know. Well, if you're any example, I can absolutely believe it. Oh, gosh. Oh, I think we have our selection. Oh, this is so exciting. So, today's episode is from Fireball XL5. Good. And it's Convict in Space! Oh, fantastic! One of my favourites. I had that one on video as a kid. Well then, what could be more appropriate for your special day? Absolutely. I can't think of anything better. Right, well, here's Convict in Space. Hoorah! Uh, but before we get to that 35er, just between you, me and the listeners, any more little teases or juicy gossip about what happened after the Terrorhawks Series 3 finale? 
has happened since then. Let's see. Uh, oh, well, once we got Mary home safe and well, that was when Lord Tempo brought back the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? Really? Yes. You know, the properly big scary ones with sharp teeth stepping on things and going, grrr. Oh, wow. Mm, but don't worry. We soon sorted that out. Well, that's a relief. Of course, that's when Sister got elected president. <laughs> And after that, things started to get really silly. So, a birthday treat for me with uh, a return to Fireball XL5 and an episode I remember very fondly from my childhood, Convict in Space, starting with this lovely pan across Space City. And at this point, the, the bases in the Jerry Anderson shows don't quite look as impressive as they would later on. This is a sort of mishmash of... Um, you know, random installations and buildings and silos and rocket towers kind of uh, all over the place. But it looks very impressive. It looks very big as well. Um, anyway, someone's sneaking around in the, some kind of security vault. Got a great big, uh, massive torch to light the way. At last, these plans will command a high price anywhere in the universe. And one of my favourite XL5 villains. We'll soon cut through this Earthmate safe. Then the plans will be mine. Now I've reminded myself what I'm here to do, I'll get on and do it. Yes, Growth and Deblis. Secret plan stolen from United States base, believed to have been transported into outer space. Spaceship is type... <laughs> Are you for real, guy? ...ported in Sector 25. Oh, of course. Sector 25. Oh, patrol vessel will be notified. Yeah, this was an episode on, uh, as I've mentioned before, as a kid I had two... VHS volumes of Fireball XL5. Alert him, Lieutenant. Volume 4 and Volume 6. This was on Volume 4, which I got one Christmas, and I watched that tape to death. And this was probably my favourite... No, it, this wasn't my favourite episode on the tape. Last of the Xanadus was my favourite episode on that tape. This was the second favourite. This is the work of Groth and Douglas again, Steve. Investigate any spaceship type 37H. Roger, Commander. So Douglas is up to his old tricks again, huh? Oh, don't worry, we'll catch up with him. Yeah, watch that tape to death, and um, I... It's one of those bits of merchandise I really regret getting rid of because it was just such a hugely nostalgic thing for me, even if even if I didn't have a, a VHS player to play it on now, which I, I don't. Um, I would still love to, to get my hands on a copy, just for old time's sake. Seven, eight rocket in that group. One of the best Christmas presents I ever got, this tape. A spaceship type 37 each. I found him. But it's not coming from the direction of Earth. Oh, so we're on the trail of Dablis already. The course of the ship had me guessing. Uh, uh, yeah, but but now I've got it figured. Dablis is made to stop somewhere between here and Earth. Uh, why do you suppose that was, Steve? I don't know, Matt. But give me the course and we'll find out. Venus is here as well. She looks like she's about to fall asleep on her feet. Ah, poor old Venus. <laughs> I also love how a lot of the spaceships in this series look like planes. I don't know if that was a conscious decision or they're just sort of um, world space kit bashing older uh, airplane model kits. Oh, they would detect me soon, but the plans are safe. <laughs> they will never find them. I really like Groth and Deblis because he looks. He's got a really sort of. He, he spotted us, Steve. <laughs> I, I, I want to say scary face. That's not quite. His face isn't quite scary, but there is a, a sinisterness kind of built into it. On those patrol ships. They're too powerful. But the irises are, are, are slanted. The face is, is very jowly. Uh, he looks very sinister. 
and yet he wears a dress. Because, you know, real sinister space criminals wear dresses. That's the kind of future we live in in, is it 2065 this is set? G0, 10 degrees so... Or 2062. Fire missile. Fire missile. Fire nipples? That's what he said. Oh, that's it. Deblis is hit. Blast missile effective. And of course he's on fire in space. Patrol to growth and Deblis. If you want to live, you'd better eject. Your ship's about to blow up. You win, Steve Zodiac. This time. Oh, shaking the clenched fist at him. He's uh, Steve is also assuming that Deblis has um, oxygen pills to survive in space. He's very casual, just sort of, yeah, we eject into space, it's fine, we'll pick you up. Any minute now. Ready. Oh, one boom. Two boom. <gasps> three boom. Oh, a boom so big Steve has to cover his eyes to shield them from the glare. It is three months since Colonel Steve Zodiac captured the dangerous spy Grothan Deblis. Oh, just like that, we have a time jump. Deblis was found guilty of universal robbery. <laughs> universal robbery. planet of Conva, better known as the Space Pen. The Space Pen, yeah. And um, this episode... You'll never get me to the Space Pen, Zodiac. Never! This episode was aired after Space Pen, quite a, a while after. I believe it was made after Space Pen as well. And yet it appeared before Space Pen on the old uh, on the old tape that I had. So there we go, a bit of a bit of an interest, interesting factoid there for you. I also like the uh, the reporter's bow tie there, and I'm I've never been entirely sure if that's the same reporter who turns up again in. Um... So Colonel Steve. Oh, there he is. And the Valiant crew of Fireball XL5. Right. This is the same guy who turns up again in Stingray. As Grotham Deblis is transported to Conva. But one mystery must, it seems, remain. What happened to the top secret plans Deblis stole? Are they still in space on some remote planet? Did Deblis destroy them? And do you like my bow tie? I do, it's a very, very fine bow tie. Anyway, here are, once again... We are going to rescue Groth and Deblis from Zodiac's ship. Boris and Griselda, Mr. and Mrs. Space Spy, who we've previously heard here in uh, Space Pen. Just when he thinks he will share in the profits, that's when we'll double-cross him. Back on the old SS Thor, which was destroyed at the end of Space Pen, so it would make sense for that episode to be... How's the prisoner, Venus? ...after this one, but uh, all signs indicate it isn't. XL5 Space Jail, because everything has to have the word space on, on the front in Fireball XL5 world. Oh, there's Deblis in his cell. Say, that's an emergency red. Hey, Matt, check for a spaceship in difficulties. It ready, Steve. Oh, there's the old Thor disguising its uh, its markings again. Uh, how many times is it that the XL5 crew have fallen for this ploy? I go over to speech transmission now, Griselda, my love. Yes, boys. We want them here. And with our rocket disguised, Zodiac will suspect nothing. I love these two. I love that you have a a married couple of villains, um, which you didn't really get uh, in other series. Um, well, aside from Master Spy and Zarin, obviously. You're not too far away from it, Steve. Maybe not, Matt, but we've got a dangerous prisoner to deliver to Conva. Are there no other spaceships in the area? Yeah, no, Steve. XL5 is the only one. Oh, there you go. There's the old Star Trek trope. The Enterprise is the only ship in range. Okay, Matt, you're right. Once again, Anderson beat them to it. We are answering your call. Stand by. Be with you as fast as we can. 
Yeah, but even so, you'd think by now they would recognise the voices. Matt, you'd better go across and take a look. And even though the Thor is disguised, they've seen it in that disguise before, and they've fallen for it several times. But hey-ho. I'll, I'll um, assume they've fallen for it because of the random order of the episodes, rather than the fact that the XL5 crew are generally ninnies. Ready to eject. Okay, Matt. Report back what the trouble is. It's going to head on over and see what's wrong with the... Cell 5 to CX-29. Mystery ship. Sir Matic, our navigator and engineer, cross now. Prepare to receive him. Whatever you do, don't sneak up behind him and hit him on the head with your gun. He, you, we, we do this a lot and everybody... Oh, he's going to do it. Boris has got the pistol up, ready to smack him. And it isn't just Boris and Griselda who keep doing this to the XL-5 crew. This seemed to happen to them a lot. And that's it. Matt is down. Boris and Griselda had the door wide open to space. I love the physics in this show. It's like, you know, you can just open the door to space. It's You're not, you're not even going to get a little bit cold. Zodiac, it is Boris. You remember? The space spy. I want you to listen carefully to me. That's coming from the other ship, Venus. And Matt is aboard her. We've been tricked. Oh. No, not again. will remain so until you release. Grow than deadlies. That is our deal, Zodiac. What do you say? Why, you low-down space snake. But Steve, the professor, he's in dead... Oh, if you're going to call me a low-down space snake, oh, I surrender immediately, Steve Zodiac. Thrust the pack, and we want no tricks, Zodiac, or the professor will suffer. That's it, Deblis is, um, he's going to be released. He's showing us his crotch there. You win this round. We're exchanging you for the professor. Save your breath, Zodiac. I heard Boris over the radio. You are well equipped on XL5. Uh, Venus, why do we pipe our interspaceship communications down to the cells? I'm going to make sure there are no tricks. That would seem another fairly, um, a fairly drastic security breach on this ship, but, uh, there we go. This ship was founded on the principle of, uh... Oh. And remember one false move, and the professor is done for. I told you you would never get me to the prison planet. I, oh, I love that shot of him shaking his fist as the, uh... The doors to XL5 cockpit close. The mechanism that controls this door. He's, he's just gonna break everything. Sounds as though Devlis is smashing Matt's equipment in the navigation bay. Yeah. He's got a pickaxe from somewhere. Machinery together. Oh, this is... I love this guy. He just looks and sounds so evil. Undetected. <laughs> oh, he's not wearing a dress as such. He's got a sort of cape thing that kind of hangs down low enough to be a dress. Douglas is really evil, and with Boris and Griselda to help, he could cook up something real bad. He's. Re I don't like it, Venus. He's really mean, and he's breaking our stuff. Can get that door open. Yeah, you could always ask Robert to open the door. You do have a super strong robot right there. No? Okay. Well, Deblis is abandoned ship. About to enter the other ship, Steve. We've got to work fast. <laughs> hey, Robert could do yeah. this. Why didn't I think of that before? Robert, Ooh. open door. Who's Robert, Steve? Oh, the robot. Hurry, Robert. Open the door. Open the door. Open the door. Brain the size of a planet and they asked me to open the door. We'll go to collect the seat. Poor Robert. I think he's the only only competent member of the XL5 crew at this point. It was a good plan of yours to keep the professor as a hostage. Yeah, yeah. 
I have other plans. It's such a shame, I think, that Deblis never returned again. Tackle Grolden Deblis. Just everything about this character works so well. Let's get to those secret plans. I love when David Graham's got a really nasty voice, a really nasty character to play. And it's nice as well to see Boris and Griselda team up with um, with someone as well. I know they were in league with the um, those uh, wise guys who'd taken over their space plan last time, but this is something a bit different. Deblis sure made a mess of these navigation instruments. We better get started fixing things or we'll never track them down. How are you going to fix... I'm assuming you have spare parts for everything on board. Why would you? That's Planet Voldander ahead. Get into orbit, Boris. But we have to land the entire rocket, Deblis. But Voldander... Isn't that the planet of volcanoes? Oh, probably. Yeah, everything in XL5 is... Uh... All the planets are named after their defining attributes. Yeah, another lovely slow pan across the uh, surface of Voldander. And a particularly massive volcano that looks about ready to blow. Yeah, it does seem strange that they would destroy the SS Thor in, in Space Pen and then have it return immediately. And um, This is taking even longer than I figured. You're oh. doing your best, Steve. No one can ask more. I could ask you to help Venus rather than just stand there making asinine comments, but you know, you you do you. Get the plans and take care of Professor Malik. And what do we do, Groden? You stay right here and wait for me. You understand? It's kind of almost unnecessary to have the space spies in this because the volcano it's it is going to erupt. They're quite fun characters on their own anyway. Teaming them up with Deblis, he's such a stronger character and far more evil. It's perfect. A good way of disposing of the Professor. You don't really need to team them up like this. It's It would have been fine to have Deblis on his own. Volcano's path. Yep, he's going to lock Matt in a tower right next to the volcano. Just a few more neutronic electrovogels to connect, Venus. Oh, do hurry, Steve. Yeah, again, want to help? No? Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Venus, what are you? Why did we bring you along? Yeah. The volcano is about to erupt. Soon it will be no more. And neither will you, Professor. Don't worry about company. I'm gonna leave Boris and Chriselda on the planet so you won't die alone. Ah, oh, that's it. Double crosser. He's got his secret plans out of the tower, locked Matt inside. He's got it all figured out. Oh, this is some really nice effects work as well. <laughs> Meanwhile, Boris is going to pieces. We are doomed! Stop crying, you weakling! Oh. And the strings are really visible. Venus, now let's hope we can track them before it's too late. But the puppet is 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 shaking and, and wiping his eyes as if he's really crying. Think I'd hand over the plans, did you? But we made a deal, Deblis. We rescued you for a half share. Fools! <laughs> You're gonna stay here. No one makes deals with Grolden Deblis. Why did you not come back, Groven Deblis? He can't do this to us. Stop him! But how, my love? He has a ray gun! Maybe we should have thought to bring a ray gun, my love. I also love that he, he keeps calling her my love, and he seems genuinely affectionate towards her, even though she treats him like utter garbage. And I think we all know a, a, a relationship like that. Oh, that's it. The volcano is uh, spewing out lots of oh, nasty hot lava here. Boris and Griselda are forced to take cover behind some rocks. Deblis has taken the SS Thor. I've got it. They set course for Voldanda. The planet of volcanoes. My guess is 
that Debilis plans to leave Matt there. You could be right. We'll set course for there. By going there, we might find out why he went there and thus find a way to stop him. Oh, that's really good thinking, Steve. I, I know I see these characters are dim. I, 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 I feel I'm not giving them enough credit. I, I feel more like they are, their thinking just operates on a completely different level to any other human being. It's, it's wonderful. Perhaps if we go to the place, we will find out about the place. Be careful down there. That's it. Disconnecting Fireball Jr. down to the planet. They've left Venus alone on the main body of XL5, so that'll probably be crashing uh, five minutes tops. And these lava effects are really good. This this tide of lava slowly advancing on the tower. Things in its path are, are catching fire, like a little tree there. And meanwhile, there's all sorts of explosive bits spewing out of the top of it. It's Zodiac! He is come to save us! Hooray! About time! <laughs> oh, she's so ungrateful. I love her. Yeah, the, the effects on this are really good. Bits of the, the side of the volcano are exploding. The area around the, the flow of the lava is exploding. Where's Professor Maddox? Quick! Talk if you want to get off this planet alive. And I would have to say this is... Oh, wow, that was a spectacular shot there. I don't know how, how well this would hold up in HD, but for... I was going to say for XL5 this is really good, and that's not fair, because most of the effects in XL5 are, are pretty good anyway. Most other shows of the time would, would kill for effects like this. But compared to the later, you know, Thunderbirds, Scala, you know, the huge, hugely impressive Derek Medding stuff... This is, is comparatively early days, and yet it really works. You could... Oh, gorgeous scene of XL5... Uh, uh, Fireball Jr. approaching the tower. Zodiac dramatic. I'm going to fire you off. Explosive thunderbolts coming out of the, the volcano, and it, it looks really impressive. Anyway, Steve is now going to fire out a line. Straight into the tower. Oh, and I love that shot, and I, I, I noticed that even as a kid. Um, there's a shot looking down on, on Fireball Jr., and a smoke ring passes over the the top of it, almost like a Mr. On ring. It's just the one, though, but it's, uh, it's rather cool. Oh, and the tower is starting to buckle. We're in... Take it away! We're in proper Thunderbirds territory here, I think, with this. It's actual rescue time, which is uh, Robert, keep fireball junior quite rare for this show, and even rarer to have a, a rescue that was so special effects heavy like this. It's fantastic stuff. Gotta work fast. That tower will collapse at any minute. I'm not entirely sure where he's left Boris and Griselda at this point. Jump on the jetmobile, Matt, and hurry! I, I mean, I would hope he hasn't left them unattended on Fireball Junior, but this is Steve Zodiac, so who knows? Oh, that's it. Steve's rescued Matt. Heading back to Fireball Junior. The tower is tottering. The tower is tottering. Gorgeous shot of Fireball Junior pulling away from the tower just as it buckles at the bottom. Tips over and, of course, kaboom! Um, I'm not sure what was in the tower to make it explode, but luckily the Professor was not. Professor, it's all yours. Let me know when you've tracked our space spy. Oh, they really have taken Boris and Griselda up to the flight deck. You you have a space jail, guys. I've sighted him, Steve. I know for some reason it's it's tied into your communication system, but lock them up, for goodness sake. Fireball XL5 to SS Thor. If you're not on board XL5 in five minutes from now, we fire. Curse you, Steve Zodiac. And all of the world's space patrol. 
One day I'll get even with you. Yeah, Deblis's defining characteristic, aside from looking really evil, is clenching his fist, shaking it. They won't get away with this. Won't get away with this. Oh, Deblis has a new partner in the cell. In the space of Ben. Why don't you shut up? Shut up in the space of Ben. Oh. Shut up in the space of Ben. And with the rather uh, unusual last line of shut up me in the space pen, uh, we leave Convict in space. And that was very odd that they put Robert in the cell with Deblis to guard him. He's pointing the gun at his face like point-blank range. And Deblis could easily just reach out and take it. You'd probably just say, give me your gun. And he'd be, oh, yeah, I'll give you the gun. Anyway, that was Convict in Space, which I haven't seen for ages. And I really enjoyed coming back to this one after so long. Like I said, I... I watched this one to death as a kid, and um, I think it still holds up really well. Um, not all episodes of XL5 do, um, but this one, yeah, I think this one can really hold its own against um, a lot of the, the, the stuff that came later. The effects stuff on the planet at the end is just amazing. Lovely to see Boris and Griselda again. Groth and Deblis is a really nasty character, even though he ultimately doesn't, you know, doesn't really accomplish anything. It would have been really nice to see him come back again. But uh, yeah, a real slice of um, my own personal childhood nostalgia there, which uh, definitely did not let me down.